This podcast is brought to you by the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania. Well, even despite the banking crisis earlier this year and what could be a tough economic landscape for the remainder of this year and maybe even into 2024, our next guest says that banks are in okay shape, but there is still an element of trust that they have to build back after the banking crisis we saw a couple of months ago. Frank Sorrentino is founder and CEO of OneConnect Bank, which serves both the New York, New Jersey area, as well as uh, West Palm Beach in Florida. Frank, always great to have you with us. Thanks for your time today. Great to be here, Dan. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So we get through the crisis. What has it meant overall, do you think, for the banking sector, the impact that it has left behind and, and what we might see play out in the months and years ahead? You know, Dan, I, I believe the banking system is certainly in very good shape. Uh, I think it's also demonstrated that a variety of types of banks, a diversity, as you'll have it, that we have here and have been accustomed to here in the United States of different sized banks with different capabilities <clears throat> is really quite important. And, you know, I've always believed that um, it is one of the reasons why our economy is so strong is that we have these great business formation tools. We have banks that can support the smallest of businesses and the largest of businesses. And the events that occurred in you know, March sort of disrupted a little bit of the thinking around those things. Now, obviously, there was a lot of change that took place within our economic uh, scenario here that uh, transpired due to a lot of the actions of the Fed um, post-pandemic. And all those things came together in March to create the scenarios that we saw play out which really shook the confidence uh, of a lot of folks in the banking system. And uh, it, it was really unfortunate. I, I do believe uh, we could have, as an industry, we could have, as a regulatory uh, body, done a, a, a better job of uh, maintaining that level of confidence that we have had been able to have for quite a while here in the U.S. And uh, I do think there are some changes that potentially we should be making within the banking system to, to return a lot of that level of confidence, irrespective of what size the financial institution is. So, so to a degree, that has to be, you know, going over and looking at, at the regulatory side. And, and then also, I guess it's also the oversight side to make sure what needs to be done is going to be done uh, as you move forward. Yeah, I, th I think there's two pieces to this. You know, I think when we look here at Connect One and we think about the business that we're in and how we support our local economies and the diversity of products and services that we provide here at Connect One, you know, in our marketplace, two big things come to mind. So first off, yes, I do believe there uh, will be some changes within the regulatory environment. And maybe some of those changes are just going to be uh, the, the implementation or the oversight of existing rules um, for different types of banks and classes of banks and more accountability relative to regulations that are in place today. There may be some additional regulation that may take place as well. Um, that would be unfortunate if we don't solve the first issue first. But the, but the second thing, which I think is critically important, and it, it definitely reared its head in, in those first couple of weeks in March, in my opinion, there's a segment of the banking business that is, is 
the ability to provide the plumbing system for our economy where small businesses, you know, individuals, medium-sized and large businesses place their, their deposits at banks for transactional purposes. So money comes in from a revenue source, money goes out through accounts payable and whatever. So it's really a holding place for those dollars to move from one pocket to another. That's the plumbing system of our bank, and that's what banks were initially founded for, right? They were the plumbing system, yeah. not necessarily the investment houses, but the plumbing. There is a there is a need and a purpose for making investments and being able to generate return on your on your dollars. But this idea of the U.S. economy having a plumbing system is exactly what banks are, and that's a portion of what they provide. To me. That plumbing system should be unequivocally guaranteed. There should never be a risk that any business owner or any individual, for the, for the money that they place that really belongs to others, right? You're going to make rent payments. You're going to make insurance payments. You're going to do all kinds of things. Uh, that that yeah. part of the system – and by the way, post the great financial crisis uh, from 2008 through to 2012, we had that in place. We had a, a program called TAG, which – guaranteed all deposits uh, within the transaction account framework. If you go outside that transaction framework and you start to look for interest on your accounts, well, then that's a different story and there should be different rules that apply. But I really believe that that would lock in the, the, the level of confidence that I believe we need here today in the banking system. Yeah. So how are small businesses doing then because of the impact from uh, from what played out, and, and and a part of that is obviously the lending component, which has gotten a little bit tighter. Yeah, I, th I think what small businesses are finding is maybe not necessarily um, uh, directly impacted by those events in March, but but certainly uh, through all the tightening that's going on uh, by the Federal Reserve, are seeing that lending is becoming more difficult. Uh, the pricing of lending has gone up, and generally when the prices of things go up, people want less of it. Um, but the availability has also been uh, somewhat constrained, and, and, and that constraint comes from the Federal Reserve shrinking its balance sheet, uh, which they've telegraphed. And you know, I, I think business owners really need to understand that it's not just interest rates. We can live with a higher level of interest rates. We can uh, make our businesses operate with a higher cost to something. You know that, that and, and, and also, when you think about where interest rates are today relative to the historical context, interest rates are not that high. Um, yeah. So it's not, the, it's not the level of the rates that I think is in, that are impacting businesses the most. I think what's really impacting uh, businesses is the availability of credit within the banking system, and that's being constrained by this by the, you know quantitative tightening, which is removing um, liquidity from the system and yeah. uh, removing the ability of banks to make uh, certain loans. And so I think that is having an impact on businesses going forward. By the way, this is exactly what the Federal Reserve wants. They want yeah. banks to provide less loans and slow the economy down to a certain extent to get inflation under control. So I do think businesses have to think about that and they have to think about uh, their expansion plans and, you know, what they're doing with whatever their profits are and how they conserve their capital and 
uh, what type of equity they're going to have in their businesses. There are lots of things for businesses to be thinking about. Frank Sorrentino, CEO of Connect One Bank, joining us on the show. What are your thoughts, Frank, then, on the potential of recession uh, here in the second half of the year? And we were talking about it earlier, uh, and we had one expert talking about some of the economic issues that we're seeing because of inflation, maybe even rolling into 2024. How are you kind of reading the tea leaves there right now? Look, I look out at when I when I think about the clients we have here at Connect One Bank and what they're doing, the decisions they're making, how they're thinking about their businesses, and the opportunities that they're seeing in their marketplaces. I find it hard to believe that we are heading into a you know any sort of recession. Um, unemployment continues to defy you know most logic. Uh, people still having difficulty to hire folks. Um, The consumer is spending. There is still a lot of money on the sidelines. There is the availability of credit. Yes, we just said there's less of it, but that doesn't mean it it doesn't exist. It just means it's a little bit more difficult to access, um, and it is a little bit more disciplined. But credit is available, and businesses, for the most part, are doing well. Travel is at all-time highs. Uh, hotel occupancies are at all-time highs. In this country, we have, across the entire nation, we're about a million and a half homes and apartments short. So building is on the rise, and there continues to be a great pipeline of construction activity across the country. A lot of the other um, uh, programs that have been put in place, whether it's decarbonization or it's uh, the electrification of, of you know, our infrastructure. These are all big positives, big heavy positives that are in our economy that continue to push things forward. As long as unemployment stays in the range in which it finds itself today, I find it very, very hard that we're going to uh, head into any sort of recession. Slow session, maybe. Recession, I yeah. don't see it. Final question then, how does that all play out into the component of M&A, of merger and acquisition? Do you mean just within the banking space or in the economy in general? Just, just the economy in general. I mean, obviously, it'll, it'll, it'll be a component of both, but is the expectation that uh, you know, we're going to see more M&A activity here in the, in the relative near future? Look, when, when profits get constrained, I think M&A picks up, right, because people realize that they can partner with somebody, eliminate some level of cost, and be able to uh, provide a, a higher return on, on whatever capital they have invested in their businesses. I think higher interest rates, I think a somewhat slower economy, uh, I do believe that uh, the loss of the large amounts of liquidity that were in the economy that are you know being taken away by the Fed, are going to force a lot, force a lot of business uh, owners and business plans to be reevaluated. And in a lot of those cases, M&A makes a lot of sense. So I do think we're going to see an uptick in M&A as we move forward. All right, Frank, great to have you with us. Thanks very much, as always. Great to be here. Thank you. Frank Sorrentino, who is the founder and CEO of Connect One Bank. To keep engaged with Wharton Business Daily and other Wharton School shows, visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.